Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, uh, episode 23 for uh, November 3rd, 2017. First podcast of November and here we are. Oh lordy. I've been so dumb that, like, I thought I, I was the halfway, I thought I'd done half a year of these already, just because sometimes the state that I record these in at night, you're like, that awkward range of tide, you're like, that makes sense to me, right? Like, no, not at all. And I was too dumb to realize, like, an episode or two ago, that I was like, that's not the halfway point to a year, goddamn moron. Ugh, sometimes you just, uh... Sometimes you catch yourself saying something really dumb and if someone's not there to correct you, you can really go off on it and you're just like, you're so confident about it. You're like, yeah, that's legit, right? And there's no one there to, you know, confirm or deny it. So you've got that confirmation bias. So you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck it. I don't need to fucking double check this anywhere. Man, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh... So how's your week been? I hope your week's been alright. I've had a I've had a pretty decent week to be honest. So I'm just gonna get into it because like I've had a definitely one of the more interesting weeks of um the past few months in that it's been kind of reassuring and nice in a way. Like um uh on I can't remember what I did on Friday. Uh, but Saturday I hung out with some friends and then I ended up dropping them off at our, one of the local pubs and, um, I was really pissed off cause I, I knocked the microphone away from myself. Sorry. Um, I was pissed off cause I had plans the next day. So, um, I couldn't really hang out for too long or like stay out too late or like drink or anything. And one of the only nights that I choose, like, that I have something planned the next day that I really couldn't do anything for. Not that I'm complaining or anything, but I dropped them off at our local pub, and there's a band playing there, and it's fucking packed. And it is never packed. It was like the definition of the word bumping. Like, man, I understand what all the rappers were talking about now. <laughs> um... Even though it's just a fucking pub band, they can somehow pull a crowd because that's the most exciting thing going on in this town, I guess. Which I guess kind of speaks volumes. Does it? Does it not? Or do people just like pub bands? Maybe people just like pub bands. Maybe people have different interests and you just shouldn't shit on them for it, Stephen. Do you ever think of that? Maybe I should have thought of that. They were decent, though. I heard a few songs theirs, but we were just hanging out. I had a, had a drink with them, then I left. Um, but yeah, that was a bummer because there was just so many people there that I knew that I saw walking around. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to catch up with them, but fuck it, I'll catch them another time. But there probably won't be another time this year that it's, um, that busy. And I can't go out and drink at the moment anyway because I'm in competition preparation mode for, uh, jiu-jitsu. So I, as part of, um, you know, like our month leading up to it, none of us... Like, we don't really drink or anything. Like, um, we're told not to go get blackout drunk, obviously, because you might fuck yourself up doing it. So, for the most part, I try to take that just to do zero alcohol. Just as It's just as a bit of a test, in a way, as well. Like, 
I'm coming up to competition, so I'm going to eat much better because of it. I'm going to train much better because of it. You've got this objective in your head, so it kind of makes everything that you do related to it. Um, it makes you make smarter decisions based on that. So, you know, you're more likely to get better rest, um, train more, train better, eat better, just take care of yourself a bit better when you've got a more immediate goal in mind, I feel. And I think that's a good thing. I think you need those kind of immediate goals to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow as well as having that long goal at the end of the road. I feel... I'm not 100%. Like, I'm just spitballing here, but I feel like that might not be a bad way to go about things in the sense of, like, trying to keep your discipline on certain things. Speaking of that, how I was talking yesterday, yesterday, last week or the week before, uh, about my book by Jocko Willink, Discipline Equals Freedom, it came early. It was meant to come here, um, it was meant to arrive here yesterday, according to the email I got, and it got here, um, last Thursday, so that's pretty good. I rescind my, any complaints I might have had, Australia Post, you done did good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, then I went out on Sunday, on like a, on a on a date, which was cool because I was like, I'm not gonna get Jesus Christ! I almost fucking knocked my water bottle over. <sighs> Heart attack moment. Um, yeah, I went out on a date, which was really nice. It's really nice just to hang out with someone new as well. I think that's a huge thing. Just knowing that you can interact with someone new and that you're not so... I generally am like this, though. (laughs) But I am generally, like, a bit awkward, you know. Not the most talkative guy, which is ironic because I do a podcast. Um, But, like, in a big social situation, I'm not, like, the the guy that tends to, like, quote, lead the conversation or whatever, you know. You just kind of bounce off each other and shit. But, uh, it was nice in the sense it's awesome to get to, like, regardless of, like, a date context or whatever, it's awesome just to hang out with someone new who's really cool that you get along with, that you can get to know. And I think that's what I enjoyed the most about it. Just, (laughs) it sounds so fucking pathetic when you say it out loud, but... Just meeting someone new. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with genuine human interaction because I think you can be surrounded by so much, um, so much interaction that feels disingenuous that when you actually meet someone new, there's very little reason for you to be fake. Or anything like that. Because you've not got this rep built up with them. So well, I don't feel that I need to act that way anyway. And I, I tend not to... I don't think I act in a fake manner anyway. But I think you understand where I'm coming from with it. But yeah, that was fun to go out and do. And it, what it made me realise more than anything else... Was that I'm not... As scared of putting myself out there. Like, f- just in general... It made me realize, um, 
which ironically I've got written up on my whiteboard right in front of me, it kind of made me kind of get a bit more, like on my whiteboard, I've got written, stop being scared of new experiences um, under my goals that I want to achieve before the end of the year. Um, it kind of made me realize that's not something to be scared of. That's something to be, that's something to embrace. And it made me think of everything that I could be doing that I should embrace rather than be scared of doing. Like just going out to other social situations, doing this, doing that, you know, like putting yourself in a situation that you're not used to and not being terrified of it. Because I think there's always going to be that sense of fear. I think that's what, I think that's just nature, human nature. You know, you're always going to be a little bit worried because it's something different, it's something new. You're not used to it, so you're not a hundred percent sure how to react to it. So you kind of, I guess, your survival instincts kick in. I don't know. I don't know enough about a psychology to tell you that. But um, I think, yeah, you put yourself in these situations, and you realize that they're not as fucking scary as you think they might be like talking in front of people like best example is when i was um when i did my first jiu-jitsu competition i was fucking shitting my pants not literally but like i was like pants shitting scared leading up to it and the whole fucking day like the drive down i'm like i was literally shaking for part of it i was like uh, like what <laughs> And what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to lose a match? Cool. Shit happens. You'll go, you'll train, and you'll win one eventually. But I just couldn't put two and two together in my head because it was something so new to me that I couldn't think rationally. And then from having that new experience, I feel as if I grew as a person. So then the next competition I did, I felt less scared and I felt more excited about doing it. Even though I lost all my matches then, I I cared, obviously, but like it was more on the level of, cool, I know what I need to work on and come back to it. Um, and when I come back to compete, I'll hopefully be better in those areas. Rather than when I first competed... I was like, fuck, I'm fucking humiliated. No, <laughs> I'm the only person here that's ever lost a match, ever. Everyone's fucking looking at me and they're all disappointed in me or whatever. Like, you become so selfish. Well, I do, sorry. I shouldn't generalize. But I became so selfish in that situation. And <laughs> as I've, as the months and stuff go on, and as, you know, as I grow as a person, I start to realize that People tend to be, and I don't mean this in a negative way, because I think it's good. People tend to be too involved in themselves to give too much of a fuck about little things like that that you might be worried about, which is good, because if people cared about little things like that, no one would ever get anything done for fear of the nitpicking. And obviously there are people like that, and they'd be the fucking worst but I'm fortunate enough to not to really know any of them. I don't think I do anyway. I'm going to out them out in this podcast otherwise. For, for, for all of my listeners. 
Well, I've actually got... I've, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't tell you all my listeners like a joke. I do appreciate everyone that listens to this, obviously. And I've got significantly more listeners than I ever expected, so that's pretty cool. So thank you for doing that. I do appreciate you. <laughs> but, um, Jesus Christ, I went on a bit of a tangent there, didn't I? Um, I was talking to my cousin about this. Because uh, i got to stop doing that. Um... I do apologize for the fact that every now and then I would just, I would do an arm or a, you know, or whatever. Uh, I've tried to become very aware of things like, there's one there, of things such as ticks that you can use to fill the space in which you speak. Which, as, as as I do a podcast, that's probably not the worst thing to do sometimes. Sometimes you need to kind of keep the flow of what you're saying going. But you don't want your sentences to be... So then I was like, and I went like, and I went like this, and I was like, and fucking you know, and then I did this, and like, fucking you know. You don't want it to be a mess like that. But I am trying to catch myself out on those little things a bit more. Like how many podcasts ago I was talking about how... I'd just say something really small and insignificant that's, like, not even legit. And I was like, why the fuck do I do that? Just be honest with yourself. And and it's not that hard to be honest with yourself. Anyway, uh, I was talking to my cousin about this, about being back in the dating world. And, like, I'm not, like, it's not like, I'm back, baby. I'm back in the dating world. Like, I mean, just back putting yourself out there in that sense. Because uh, her and I both got out of relationships around the same point. So I can, we can both kind of understand where each other is coming from in the situations that we're in. And we were speaking about, well, I was speaking about the fact that I was so scared of the potential of going back to square one with anyone because I was so used to being comfortable with someone, being on the level that you are in a, more long-term relationship and then after I went out I realized square one is fucking cool square one is exciting square one is where just there's almost like (laughs) I don't want to say no rules because that sounds stupid but like there's endless possibilities which is cool so it makes it more exciting, in my opinion. And because of it, because I can understand that it's about square one and all that, it makes me um, more aware of the fact that I don't have to completely think everything through that I try to do. Like, sometimes I would just, like, there's going to be dates that I go on uh, if there's ever a woman that would... that I say this, that sounds so pathetic. I'll start this again. <laughs> like, when I go on another date with someone, um, I'll just be in present in the moment. And I felt like I was on Sunday, but I, I, I think it's just one of those things you get better at over time. You know, like, jiu-jitsu, you get better over time as you do it. Playing guitar, you get better over time as you do it. But I think I had fun, and I think she had fun, which is cool. So, and worst that have the really the worst that can happen out of that ever 
as well, I thought. Because, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not blowing smoke. Like, I'm not tooting my own horn here. But I don't think I'm much... I don't think I'm a dick, you know? So, I think the worst that can happen is that I've, you've got a new friend. Which, what's the fucking harm in that? Um, yeah. And it just had me thinking through the week, because, um, just thinking about these people that I know in my life, um, that are so much more disciplined than I am. Um, and I know this is really weird to jump from this to that. I just didn't have a good segue, so sorry. <laughs> um, just had it on the mind. Um. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy about this, about meeting you. When you meet someone new who's worked so much harder than you do, and my buddy who I was talking to works fucking hard. Like, there's very few people in my life that I know that work harder than him. It's my buddy Rip, who I've shouted out on the podcast before, so he probably wouldn't care that I do it now. Um, One of the hardest workers I know. Works harder than most adults that I've met. Um, I was talking to him about when you meet someone new who works, who's younger than you, who works harder than you, it kind of puts things into perspective and he probably doesn't have that problem so much. But it really put things into perspective for me in that I kind of got to get my shit together a bit more, which is good because it'll make me identify things in my life that I need to cut out and there are many things I understand that I need to stop doing so much. Like, that that are general bad behaviours. Like, you know, it's very easy to get stuck in a loop of you sink three hours. Well, maybe not three hours. That's quite a stretch. But you sink a lot of time into just mindless YouTube videos and you go down the fucking rabbit hole on your own. When you could have spent that... When you allocated that time, you're like, I'm going to get some shit done. And then you go down that rabbit hole and you're just like, holy shit... It's two in the morning. Um, and I think that I ended up going down that rabbit hole a lot over the past year, two years, just doing dumb shit like that, just getting lost because I wasn't really aware of what I was looking for in life. And I think I'm getting a little closer each day because I think that as I'm kind of cleaning my act up, I think it's kind of putting things into perspective for me. Um, yeah, so, like, I'm aware of what I'm trying to achieve in life. Like, I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to go about it, so I'm not really going to go into detail about it, because I'm just going to... Because the podcast will just... This podcast will... Uh, sorry. This episode will never end if I do otherwise. But I've got a rough idea of what I'm going to try to achieve. And I think I can, I'm I'm certain that I can do it. I can do it. It's just the fact that I need to do it. It's like that Jocko Willink quote, quote, quote. You already know what you... I'm paraphrasing, but it's something along the lines of you already know what it is got to do. You just got to do it. It's like, yes, thank you. It's, sometimes it's just so nice to see something written down that's so concise. You go, fuck yeah, I get it. I've been making too many excuses. I just got to fucking do it. Um, and it just had me thinking, like, this week in particular, because from last week doing uh, competition training on the Friday, 
I don't know how, but, but I just really have been thinking about jujitsu a lot more this week, which is a good thing. I fuck, it's really fucking cool. I love jujitsu, and I think it's good because the more that I feel like the more that you think about it, the better you'll get with it in a sense because you're thinking of newer things that you can try. It's like, oh, I'll try to bust that out. So it's very easy to think you can do it, <laughs> but then when you try to do it, you fuck it up. Like <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, "Oh yeah, I reckon I could. I reckon I could do a kickflip on a skateboard. I couldn't ollie. I still can't ollie on a skateboard. So I refuse to step on a skateboard now because I am certain, like one hundred percent certain, that I will like fuck my ankles up. It's also one reason I'm scared to death of ever going to um, like an ice rink. I remember going to one of those when I was a child." I think I was like 10 and I was skating on there with my older sister and she's 14 at the time and she's, you know, she's got it down and she's doing all this crazy shit. Like for me, it was crazy shit. Like as in she's skating on her own and I'm holding on to the handle on the side going, uh, uh, getting the wobbles and shit. And I was like, my ankles are going to fucking break off. I'm going to end up heel hooking myself on these fucking skates. Um, so yeah, I'm the way that I've, broken jujitsu down in my head a bit lately is I've been thinking about it in regards to how it can mimic life which I'm definitely not the first person to say this or anything along these lines you know there's guys like Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink that always say shit like this but it's just when sometimes you can arrive at the conclusion on your own and that's very powerful in my opinion um and I really, really got me thinking of, um, like I get, I have been in this habit when I, um, when I'm rolling, like when I'm sparring in jujitsu, when I'm in the bottom position, which is the, 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 the non-dominant position. That's, that's when you don't want to be on the bottom, basically you want to be the guy on the top. And I got into this terrible habit of just not really doing anything there. Like, just... You want to... Basically, what you want to do is you want to try to escape out of it. And looking back at it, it's like I was making really half-assed efforts to do it. And I still kind of do now. I, I, I catch myself doing it all the time. So, I really need to ramp it up a bit more. So, I need to be doing more just with my whole body to try to get the fuck out of that situation. And the way that I've really broken it down is that jiu-jitsu is a lot like life because when you're on the bottom, you really need to work your way out. Otherwise, you're going to get choked the fuck out. And that could be about any situation, you know, like just something stressing you the fuck out and it's just on top of you. You need to work your way out of it somehow. Otherwise, it's just going to suffocate you. And I've really thought about that in regards to a few things that I have going on personally that I'm going to take care of, that I'm letting take advantage of me. And like one of those things being like um, stressing out over things such as like I've, I've just had this, I've been eating like shit lately basically, like not too terribly, but just not as well as I have been before the past couple of weeks and it's just little things like that and it's like there's really I'm really letting that get on top of me and then you start to stress out about it it's like it's not hard I just gotta get fucking move my way out of it um yeah so I think that makes you become uh it made me become a bit more aware of what I'm looking for when I started to put all that into perspective
so what else did I get up to this week? Oh, oh yeah. Today I um bought concert tickets. I bought two concert tickets. Uh, I bought tickets to the Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes tour that's happening next year, which I'm so excited for. And I'm really happy to say um, that I actually called that they'd be touring next year. Um, but I never actually sent a text to any of my friends saying, I guarantee one of the bands is Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, so I can't really call bragging rights on it, which is annoying, because the uh, Facebook group Destroy All Lines posted on um, their... They posted on Facebook, um, we've got a UK and a Canadian band doing a tour together. We'll announce it tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Guess who it is? And my, I was genuinely, my genuine thought was, um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes and Counterparts, which would be a fucking sick tour. I fucking love Counterparts. I hope they come back next year anyway. So I got it half right, which isn't bad. And yeah, then yesterday it was announced, um, sorry, on Wednesday, Wednesday? Yes, Wednesday it was announced that, um, Architects would be doing a one-off show in Adelaide, as well as their one-off show at Unify next year, to make up for one of the dates that they missed on their 2016 tour with Bring Me The Horizon, because that show had to be cancelled, which is awesome, because it's very rare that Adelaide, first of all, gets good heavy shows, Second rule gets them made up to us when something like that happens. So it really, it really um, shows the character of the guys in Architects. They're fucking awesome. If you don't listen to Architects, you should listen to them. And to be honest, um, oh wait, I do have one more thing. Um, because I've been trying to vary my exercise a bit more. That's like my um, gym exercise, not my jiu-jitsu exercise. I've been trying to vary that a bit more because I fell off a little bit the past couple of weeks. And I think what happened was I got a bit bored because I wasn't really doing anything that related to what I was trying to achieve. And what I'm trying to do now is increase strength and be functional in the sense that I'll do like a five by five, which is five reps and five sets of that. And what it'll be is it'll be a movement that's applicable to daily life or jiu-jitsu, like a squat, a deadlift, you know, a press of some kind. Those are all very useful, like, muscles to build because you use those in everyday life. I've been doing that and then try to, like, strengthen accessory muscles and all that shit to kind of... To see if what I'm... To see if switching up my program like that will have an effect on um, my jiu-jitsu game. So I'm excited to see if that'll change things in the coming months. It'll be cool. Uh, all right, I might get into my album of this week because I've almost done a half hour already, which is kind of crazy. I thought it was going to be a short one. Uh, I think this is my first time that I've uh, recommended an album that's a self-titled album. I don't know, I've done a lot of these, so it's hard to remember. Uh, so my al- album recommendation is an album called Killer Be Killed by the band Killer Be Killed. Uh, fucking cool album, man. It's um, Killer Be Killed are cool because they're a super group, quote unquote super group, because um, 
they've got members from Dillinger Escape Plan, Soulfly, and Mastodon. Uh, so you've got this really cool mashup of players, and there's big inf- influences from all of them around there. So uh, I feel like the best way to describe it is that remember when like Kill Switch Engage and all that ruled the heavy scene. It's kind of like a return to those roots, but with some more modern shit in it. So it's really cool. Uh, Jesus, it came out in 2014. Wow, I remember when it was new. Man, that's crazy. So it goes for uh, 45 minutes and 46 seconds. Came out on Nuclear Blast Records. Ooh, I'm not sure if I've had a Nuclear Blast Record uh, album on this podcast. Unless Thy Art were. They have been, if they weren't. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Like, the song I'm going to suggest is probably the most popular song off of it, but there's a good reason, because it's the best song in the album. It's uh, the first song. It's called Wings of Feather and Wax. It feels so old school. Like, it feels like it came out, like, seven or ten years ago in the in the best way possible, though. It's so fucking good. 100%, look it up. You'll have a great time. And it'll get stuck in your head because it's been stuck in my head all goddamn day, which is awesome. Uh, So what am I doing this weekend? I don't think I'm doing anything much this weekend. Friday night, got the, got some competition training for jujitsu. Then I think we're all having, like we're all hanging out and having a beer or two afterwards, which is awesome. Saturday, got no plans. So I'll try to find something to do there. And Sunday, I think I'm um, jamming with a friend try to write some music, which is cool because I've written a little bit more of this song that I'm working on. So I'm uh hopefully we can if we end up jamming on Sunday we can kind of bounce some ideas back and forth and we might actually get a bit of a song written, which is awesome. Um so yeah. I'm just gonna wrap it up there. I don't really have anything to say after this, sorry. <laughs> um one thing I do have to say is I got told that I apologize too much, which I, I which, when you get told that, how it's really hard not to go, oh, shit, sorry, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave it here. Uh, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, guys.